Hey everybody, welcome to this month's Metal Misconduct. It's Brian Slagel from Metal Blade Records, as always. And we have our cohort in crime, Mr. Sean Rourke from NHL.com with us. How you doing, Sean? That's the best introduction ever. I've never been called a cohort in crime, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> is, oh, I, I, I thought that was going to be a bad thing, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. That's good. No, this is this is a metal show. Anything anything to make yourself look a little more metal is good, so we're good. All right, very cool. So we are very honored to have as our guest this month a Stanley Cup winner, an all NHL All-Star, an Olympic gold medal winner. That's even more impressive, I think. And uh, all-around good guy. And most importantly, every time I see him, he's wearing a Metal Blade t-shirt. Dan Boyle from the San Jose Sharks. How are you, Dan? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Olympic gold medal. So which do you treasure more, the Olympic gold medal or the Stanley Cup? Uh, I'm going to answer it this way. Most people are more impressed with the gold medal, but for me personally, uh, growing up, I wanted to win a Stanley Cup, so the, the Stanley Cup for me is is more uh, precious, I guess. But people tend to be more excited about the, the, the Olympic gold medal. Well, also, I think you know the cup is such a long, insane grind that yeah. the winning it at the end is, is is so long, and where the Olympics are just a couple weeks. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it takes you uh, what uh, season's about nine months if you go from start to finish, and uh, Olympics is, is just a little over two weeks, I think. So uh, a little more sweat and tears in uh, in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> do you do you find? You know, everybody talks about winning the cup and and how it changes them. Do, do you find yourself a changed player or a changed person because you've accomplished that? Uh, I don't know if I'm changed. I mean, I think it was. Uh, well, for, for one, I just wanted to play one NHL game. I just wanted to make it in the NHL, and that was my goal. Um, but once I kind of got there, then it, then I wanted more, and, and then you know, winning the cup was was. Uh, was kind of my next goal, and I was lucky enough to do it at a you know fairly young age. Uh, and um, I don't know that it changed me, but uh, I'm just lucky and thrilled. But I just I kind of want want to do it again <laughs> before I'm done. So I don't know. It just left me wanting more. One thing that really impresses me on your hockey resume is the fact that you were one of the few players who were undrafted. You weren't even drafted. Yeah. And then to have this type of a career is pretty impressive. Was it just the late bloomer or, or because you played college hockey, did you feel that people weren't paying attention? Because you had some good yeah. numbers in college too. Yeah, no, I did. No, it wasn't a late bloomer thing. It was always, uh, I mean, you know, rewind 13, 15 years ago, the defensemen that were 5'10", 180 pounds, uh, you didn't see too many. There was probably maybe two in the league, I think, at the time. Uh, when I broke in, now you're kind of you almost see one on every team. Uh, so for me, it was always a size issue. Um, you know, uh, I constantly got told uh, that I was you know too small and not big enough. Uh, it wasn't a skill thing. It was just uh, it was more of a the small man syndrome. I just, didn't, just wasn't physically going to be able to handle the big boys. And uh, but I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I think I've uh, I've showed that uh, you know you know. You know, I'm not six foot or, you know, 200 plus pounds. I could still, uh, you know, handle myself. And like I said, there's more and more guys that you see now um, playing a game today. And uh, hopefully I was, uh, you know, a small part of that. I was going to say, it was it was pretty much you and guys like Brian Rafalski that kind of changed yeah, that. Yeah, Rafalski was another one. We kind of came up at the same time. Uh, you know, he was another one. Um, we were kind of often compared to each other. So, um, yeah, I think both of us have 
had some good careers and, uh, again, hopefully we played a, a small part in allowing, uh, you know, smaller demon to, uh, to play the game today. What's, what's the key when, when you're a smaller guy like that to, you know, everybody said that you wouldn't be able to survive and clearly you have and, and, you know, is it just smarts or, or what is it that you're able to survive and what really is a big damn I, 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 I think so. I think you, know, you have to be a little bit smarter. Obviously skating's a, a big part of it. I think, uh, you have to be a good skater, especially in the game today. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going in the corner with the puck, or if the puck's in the corner and you're going in with a guy that's 230, 240 pounds, uh, sure, it might look brave to go in first and take a hit and get crushed, but, you know, if you're in the stands and, you know, <laughs> on the IR and missing games, that's not very smart. So uh, I'm just aware of, you know, who I'm playing against and, uh, you know, I, I, again, just outsmarting the, the bigger player. Uh, you know, maybe you go in second, but, you know, you just make sure he doesn't come out of there with the puck. So that's, I think smarts has a lot to do with it. Now, you've played in three pretty non-traditional hockey markets. You yeah. came in with the Florida Panthers organization, then obviously all the years with the Lightning winning the Cup there, and now up in San Jose. How does that feel for you as, as a player? Do you like it like that to be a little bit under the radar, or do you kind of miss being in a real hockey-centric town? Uh, well, at first I just wanted to get a start, so um, you know I didn't really care. Uh, obviously, I had some great years in Tampa, but when I, when I was younger, I, I definitely wanted to be... Uh, at some point, I wanted to play in a hockey, a traditional hockey market. I wanted to get that experience of what it was like to maybe play, a, you know, one of the original six teams or uh, possibly a Canadian team. But um, at 36 now, you know, with you know two kids kind of settled here in California, um, San Jose has been great, and I love it here. Uh, I don't have that itch anymore. Um, you know, if you would ask me that five, six, seven years ago, I would have told you that, yeah, I would I definitely like to be a part of uh, something like that, but uh, you know, I, I think Tampa and San Jose are there's 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 they're exceptions. I mean, they're they're non-traditional hockey markets, but when the team's playing well, the fans are just um, they're crazy for hockey, and it's it's unexplainable. Uh, the short, I mean, the Shark Tank is probably one of the the craziest buildings to play in when it's really rocking, no? It is. It really is, and I, I, they've done such a great job marketing the team here, um, you know, early on, and you know, put a over the years put a, a winning team together that's competed uh, every year, and, and, and the fans are amazing. I mean, we, obviously, we, we are in an area where the, 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 the baseball team, the Giants, just won. You know, the Forty ers went to the Super Bowl, so we do have some competition. But at the end of the day, I mean, Sharks hockey is, is <laughs> might be the you know. Uh, you know, the most popular team there. At times, you think so. We had uh, Chris Dingman on uh, a oh, couple yeah. of months ago. And uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, being in Tampa, which is a huge metal community, and, you know, both yeah. of you guys being in the metal, he said he hung out with a, co- a few of the, the Tampa area metal guys. Did you have a chance to do any of that when you were down there? Yeah, I actually, um, you know, it's funny, the last two years that I was there, um, I finally... Uh, I was always looking to do something with a radio show, and uh, I hooked up with uh, Mike. Uh, can't think of his last name right now. He was on 98 Rock, which was the main kind of rock station in Tampa. And I ended up getting my own show for uh, two years in a row where I just, it was like an, an hour a week, I uh, just kind of come in and, and talk about, you know, music, hockey, and, but mainly just kind of music and not too much hockey. And uh, it's kind of just, the first year I just kind of did it uh, just just for fun and, you know, didn't really think too much of it. 
And, uh, you know, within a month, we were like, I was like the second most listened to hour uh, on 90 Rock, which is, actually blew my mind. And uh, so did it again the second year, and then I got traded. So, but, um, yeah, no, I just kind of basically I brought in my iPod. Uh, you know, we talked a little hockey, talked about, you know, the, the, the music scene, music industry, and what was going on. And I just kind of go through the iPod, play, uh, you know, six or seven songs throughout the hour, and, uh, you know, people seem to respond to it. Do you, do you almost feel, because of the position you're in, you know, it's funny sometimes when you're an athlete or, or a performer or whatever it is and you say you like things, people jump on that because, you know, you're an athlete and you're a star and they want to, you know, associate with you. Did you almost feel like you were in a position where you could convert people to what you liked? <laughs> I do. Unfortunately, too many people now today, I mean, uh, I'm probably the, the, the one of the few guys that still likes good music. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many guys that listen to crap, unfortunately. But uh, no, I mean it's fun. I mean, I, I uh, you know, since I moved to San Jose, my favorite band growing up uh, was Faith No More, and I was a huge Mike Patton fan. And um, got to meet him about three or four years ago, and we've become really good friends since. Uh, he comes to a lot of games. Um, um, you know, Mike Puff Borden, the drummer, um, who just came to the game last night. Him and I have become friends. So I always kind of wanted to be a rock star, and uh, you know. Having met some of them, they always want to be they want to be athletes. So we uh, we, we kind of you know want uh, want each other's lives, I guess, for for a little while. That is the age old story. Every athlete I talk to wants to be a rock star, and and every yeah. well, not every rock star, but almost every rock star wants yeah. to, wants to be an athlete. So you know, you mentioned the Faith No More thing. It was funny because I was in New York when they played those shows out in New York a few years ago. So was and, I. I went to one of them, yeah. I know. Shows. I went to one of them. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and I was hanging out with, uh, with Tony Zabella, who was Mike Patton's manager, and, you know, I left the show and uh, with some friends of mine, and we were going back into the city, and I got a text like 20 minutes later. She's like, are you too, gone? It's too far gone? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, man, Mike's freaking out. I was like, you got to get Slagle back here. Dan Boyle's here wearing a Metal Blade t-shirt. you got to come back. Yeah. you got to come back. I was like, oh, I'm already in the city. Yeah, that's right. We missed each other that night, and uh, I remember. Yeah, he had uh, he had made a comment. I was wearing a, a Metal Blade Records uh, that you obviously uh, sent uh, me, and I appreciate that. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll send you as many as possible. Like I said, every time I see you, I see you. I think you're wearing a Metal Blade. Yeah, I, got, so. I think I've got three or four now, and uh, nice. you know, I go through I go through the rotation, and I wear them uh, every couple of weeks or so. Now, last night I was uh, hanging out in Arizona with uh, between the buried and me and Coheed and Cambria, and I had Randy Johnson, legendary pitcher, who's now a rock photographer, was there, and a few of the guys from the Oakland A's. Now, you may not know this, but the Oakland A's have been awarded the most metal baseball team by Decibel Magazine. Really? So, yes. No, I did not know that, but that's, uh, like I said before, uh, you know, it seems like there's <laughs> there's not as many guys that like, uh, but yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. So we're, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you hooked up up there now since you're all in the same general vicinity up there and hanging yeah. out with those guys. But it was you know you mentioned again the rock star athlete thing and you know last night all the guys in the band were freaking out about baseball and all these baseball players were here and then the baseball players were like dude we want to do what you do and even Randy was saying the same thing. It's like yeah it's it, I would love to be a rock star. That's the one thing I wish I could do. The guy's got a Hall of Fame career, you know, and he said the same thing just uh, like yeah, you. I know. I know. I, I feel the same way. I kind of growing up again. Faith No More, Mister Bungle. I, uh, uh, I just kind of. I mean, I can't play an instrument. I can't play anything worth a lick. But I always wanted to be or saw myself as a front man of a band, 
And, uh, you know, living now in the Bay Area, which is an absolutely great spot to be as far as, uh, you know, for concerts and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. You know, whenever I, whenever I can catch a show, um, you know, I'm on top of it. And uh, it's... Uh, It'll always be a part of my life, and, um, you know, I love it. Maybe down the road when I retire, you know, would love to maybe look into doing something with, so, you know, associated with it. So when you were traded, did something in the to the San Jose Sharks, was something in the back of your head going, I'm traded to the city where Faith No More lives? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was in the, I, mean I, I never thought in a million years I'd meet, uh, you know, Mike Patton, who was my idol growing up, but uh, they, they reunited, as you know, uh, you know, I think four years ago. And uh, I told our PR guy, I said, uh, it was the night before um, we were starting our playoffs, and uh, I said, I don't care where, I need, where, I, where I'm going to be, I don't care if I'm in the top corner, in the nosebleed, wherever, just, just find a way to get me in. And uh, not only did he get me in, but again, he got, uh, he got me to meet uh, Greg Workman, um, who's also one of Mike's managers, and met Mike and, and Puff, and uh, just kind of, you know, went from there, and, and through those guys, I've, I've kind of met another handful of guys, and it's, you know, back to the, the sport thing, I, I met Allison Chains a couple of years ago, and, uh, you know, walk in thinking I'd see who knows what, and the guys were watching baseball on their laptops, you know, I was like, really? <laughs> Is that what's going on back here? So, uh, but it's cool, man. It's it's uh, it's certainly, uh, it's, it's fun. See, now you know how hockey fans feel when they get behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. I remember the first time when I started covering hockey and you get to go into the locker rooms and stuff and you expect to see all these things and it's just a normal workplace. And then the same thing when I started doing stuff with Brian, I started going to a lot of shows and, and getting, uh, you know, some, some guest passes and you get back there and guys are working out or, you know, like you yeah, said, watching it's, baseball it's or whatever. That's and you're not like, what you would expect, right? You're like, where's the women? Where, where's, the, where's the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was you have to go back to the seventies and eighties for that. Now it's uh, it's too tough a business to to be doing that. Yeah. Where did you? Uh, how did you first hear about Faith No More? When did you first get into that? Uh, I, I I grew up in Ottawa, uh, which I, I don't know. Just it's not like it's a. And I when I where I went I went to kind of like an artsy high school. Uh, it was like two minutes from my house, and just kind of happened to go to this like a French high school. And um, I don't know that that's, that that was kind of the first uh, I was. Well, to kind of rewind, um, early, very early on, because of my older brother, I started listening to Skid Row, which was like a, a, you know, kind of big at the time. So my first concert, I went to go see Skid Row, but the opening band was a little band called Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Pantera opening for Skid Row, imagine that. And uh, I did go there for, to see uh, Skid Row, but I left there a huge Pantera fan. And um, I kind of started right right there when I was about fifteen, and um, and I don't know, I just somehow Epic, you know, was obviously their huge hit, um, you know, and just kind of fell in love with the band, and then um, you know they they kind of went away as far as uh, in the public eye, but uh, you know everything they released from that point on, I was just uh, I was just kind of blown away with. Uh, with the, the style of their music and just the the way Mike Patton just kind of the stuff he does with his voice is just incredible. So I think we lost did, Sean again. No, no. I was going to ask did you, before you so before you met him in San Jose, had you ever seen him live? Uh, I'd seen him live when I was in 
school, I went to school in, Ohio, in the middle of Ohio called Miami of Ohio, and uh, they played a gig in Cincinnati. Uh, so I must have been probably, I don't know, maybe 18 or 19, and uh, God, I think we got one of my buddies had a car and kept three or four of my teammates there. They didn't know who Faith No More was, but uh, went out and saw them in Cincinnati, and uh, Limp Biscuit, another little story, Limp Biscuit. that was one of Limp Biscuit's first shows. And uh, nobody knew Limp Biscuit was at the time, but they actually did a put on a pretty good show that night. And uh, but yeah, Faith No More, yeah, that that just blew me away. And uh, no, that was the only time I'd ever seen them before, uh, just a few years ago. Did you get a chance? Last time I saw you actually was at the Metallica 30th anniversary yeah. shows up there. Did you get a chance to hang out with Jim Martin at all when when he, he was up there? No, oh. I, Jim, I haven't met I haven't met Jim uh, at all at all actually. So uh, I obviously know of him, but um, no, I never met uh, Jim. No, uh, we got to we, we try to make that happen. Jim's a great guy, really awesome dude, such a cool guy, and you know he's completely out of the music business now. He's got a farm, and you know I, I've seen it. It's funny because I hadn't seen him for for years because you know when we did actually the marketing for uh, the real thing, Faith No More, all the early yeah. marketing stuff before anybody knew who they were. Yeah. Cause, we love the record. So I hung out with those guys a million times and became good friends with them and yeah, and all of them, and especially Jim, too. And it's good to see him. I, I, think, I think I've seen him three times in the last couple of years now. All of a sudden, he's coming out of his shell. So you being a Very Faith No More fan, we got we to gotta somehow oh, yeah, that up that'd be great. Yeah, I, I guess I met the rest of the guys except uh, him, of course. But, uh, yeah, man, they were, uh, I mean, they were a huge part of my life, as, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, the real thing and Angel Dust and, uh, you know, it was... Those, uh, those were the good times. <laughs> so how how bad were you freaking out when they finally reformed to go out and play? Oh, I, I lost my mind. I mean, I <laughs> obviously I'm you know um, now that you know, I've met Mike and, and you know I'm still I'm still kind of in their ear trying to get them uh, to, to to come up with uh, with with something new. And uh, you know I know it's it's tough because they're all uh, especially Mike's busy with with all his. 8,000 other bands that he has, but, uh, um, you know, I, I'd love for, I'd love for them to, 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 you know, I know they had the one new song that they played, uh, over the last tour that they did. And, you know, I just think they're, I just think they're incredible. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we can get some new material from them because, uh, I think they still have a lot of, a lot of good juice left. You know, it's funny when you talked about how you saw them for the first time. I didn't really know about them. And the first time I saw them, they opened for Metallica and Guns N' Roses yeah. on that huge tour. Yeah. Yeah. And and I went to go see Guns N' Roses. Same kind of thing with Skid Row. You know, Guns N' Roses was the huge band then. And by the time it was over, I was a bigger Faith No More fan and a way bigger Metallica fan than I ever was of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, sometimes that happens. That's why, like, when, when I go to shows to, like... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't go for the opening bands, and I, I'm always kind of one of those guys that goes early, uh, even though I don't know who the hell these bands are, I like to sometimes go and just, you never know. And, you know, another show a couple of years ago, I went to a band called In Flames. Um, they were in San Francisco, got there early, and this band from France called Gojira opened up for them, and they absolutely blew me away. And, uh, you know, I've Gojira is obviously pretty, uh, pretty hardcore, heavy stuff. But um, you know, stuff like that. A band called Mashuga a few years ago just actually rocked my world. And um, so, I, you know, when I go to shows, I try to you know catch the opening acts and uh, you know support them because you know once in a while, you know, certainly uh, you know you discover a new band that you know I'm a big fan of. 
Well, you ha- you have impeccable taste because both Gojira and Meshuggah are phenomenal bands. So yeah, I, I mean, uh, the the both Meshuggah Mish- is to this day the heaviest show I've ever been to. My ears were bleeding; it was amazing. <laughs> and um, and uh, it was with Ministry, I believe. And then um, Gojira. I mean, Gojira's here in San Francisco. Uh, Gojira was awesome. I mean, they. I couldn't believe it. They're a French band from, I don't know if they're from Paris, but I think they're from France. They are French, yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, that's all they said. They said, we are good deal from France. (laughs) And uh, they just, I mean, they they rocked it that night, so uh, it was pretty awesome. Well, you should, did you meet them at all? Because you speak French, right? No, because it was, uh, that was, that's the the one tough thing. That was another night before a game, and, uh, you know, we, you know, sometimes (laughs) don't really want to stay out, so. A certain, you know, too late, or else you can get in trouble. So, uh, but I know I did not get to meet him that night. So you you were talking a little bit about how you know people, a lot of people now don't listen to good music and and whatever. And I'm sure that's true in your room, not to not oh, to yeah. defame <laughs> to defame anybody in particular. But I've been in a few NHL rooms, and uh, the music is not uh, ideal. Do you? Uh, so how does it work for you guys? Do you, does everybody get a turn, or is it mob uh, rule? Or? Well, since I've been here, I've been pretty much in control. Of the, uh of, of the uh, um, radio, the stereo. Uh, I usually put in my iPod, but I try to put kind of stuff that is uh, a little more mainstream, like, uh, you know, Foo Fighters, Linkin Park, stuff that the guys can, uh, you know, kind of listen to. I'm not going to put Gojira or Meshuggah in there. Come on! <laughs> right <laughs> well, before the game, man. Yeah, so, um, you know, but uh, we're kind of a little superstitious. Obviously, if we win, I keep going. Uh, you know, you lose a couple games and maybe uh, let a guy go and do his thing. And when they do, I just bring my earphones because I can't listen to that crap. Uh, <laughs> it drives me nuts. So that's when I bring my own, you know, when I put my earphones on, I'll, I'll listen to, you know, Gojira or All That Remains or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not uh, impressive as far as what's being played. Uh, you know, even in the warm-ups and stuff, it's uh, it's not exactly what I'm what I'm, uh, what I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because you, usually, you know, guys get a say in what they play during the warm-ups. Yeah, I, I've talked to the guys that they, they just wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> they're like, no, nah, we can't play that. Oh, come on. We can't on. play this, we can't play that. So, Look, um, if, if they play Slayer at Anaheim Duck Games, and if they drop the puck to Raining Blood in Pittsburgh, <laughs> they can play anything. There's no they, should, they should. I mean, we, we do come out, we do come out to, to Metallica. Uh, you know, right before um, uh, uh, before the before the game, uh, but uh, no, I definitely like to see uh, some better teams being played there. But uh, you got some pull, make it happen. Come on, it is, it is. I'm trying, man. I just uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm I'm over. Uh, there's too many guys. There's there's unfortunately too few of us. Uh, uh, that's, that's a sad thing. Do you have any metal running buddies at all on the team? I wouldn't say I do. I mean, uh, Brad Stewart's new to the team this year, but he's he's more of like a you know, kind of a Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's his favorite band, and uh, you know, so he, we can we can kind of see eye to eye on a few things. But uh, you know, the only guy that I really got along with, and he's not no longer in the league, was was a guy named Brad Lukerich. We played together in Tampa, came over on the same trade to San Jose, and him and I were definitely saw eye to eye on music. But uh, no, man, it's it's. Uh, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm still fighting it for you for it. 
Yeah, Brad's a huge, uh, huge metal guy. I remember when he was in Jersey, we had a lot of talks about that. And then he went on to do some music management. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was representing a couple bands for a while there, but, um, I think it, uh, fell apart. <laughs> now, I don't want to say, you know, because we, we don't know what's going to happen in the future here, but, uh, the Buffalo Sabres obviously having a lot of, uh, potential changes coming up and uh our good buddy drew stafford who is a monster metal head uh you never know maybe he could be up in san jose have you ever talked to drew before because he he you I, and him I, are I, no, I never have but i have heard you kind of hear through the grapevine <laughs> and i have heard his name uh come up uh as, as being one of those guys actually you might have brought it up before um but no, I mean we'll we'll take them. <laughs> I think we need more we need more guys like that on our team. I know so, we need uh, we need to get the official metal hockey team. Well, also you know Tony Ludman is a huge metalhead as well. That's, yeah, that's another. Uh, there's another name. I think again. I think you maybe have brought that up. I think he's another guy uh, that I've heard. So yeah, maybe you guys need to come up with an all metal team. And see if we can make we can make it work. I'm, you know, I'm, we'll bring Dingman out of retirement. <laughs> hey man, we'll take whoever. We'll take whoever. It's usually the Finnish guys. The Finnish guys are always yeah, into that stuff. The Finns, the Finns, and the, um, the, the some of the Swedes. Uh, I played in Sweden the lockout year uh, in Stockholm, and I was surprised with uh, uh, just uh, the the scene there. I mean, uh, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, you know, with some of the music they have uh, they have over there. Well, next time you're lined up with Tony Ludman. Because uh, you play the ducks quite a bit, just start talking Gojira to him, and maybe they'll take him off. I his will. Game. I will. Now that I know, yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. He even has his own band back in Sweden. So, uh, really? yeah, yeah, he plays. Uh, he, the band plays without him, and we goes home in the summer. He plays a bit. Um, I, I think he plays guitar. We had him on. He was talking about it, and uh, they, they're pretty heavy. They they play, There's a video of him online somewhere. They played in Toronto at like one of those little tiny clubs. Really. Yeah, and they're uh, they're a pretty heavy yeah, band. I, I mean, I, I think I mean, like I said, I, I can't play anything, but I mean, having been a, a Patton fan my whole life, I wouldn't mind doing uh, something like that. I'm not exactly sure what he's got going on on his uh, computers there and his laptops, but uh, the, the, the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just uh, you know, the growls and all this, the stuff he does is, is pretty amazing. And so I, I could see myself doing something like that. Yeah, he's he's all over the map. He's an interesting guy because he does everything from you know heavy stuff to super pop to Mr. Bungle, which is I don't even know how to describe that. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another that was again Fate No More, Mr. Bungle were probably the two bands that I listened to the most growing up. And yeah, I, I can't describe Mr. Bungle or anybody other than here you got to listen to this. <laughs> now, being up in the Bay Area as you are, uh, my good friends in Metallica, who by the way I'm the one that finally got them into hockey after years of begging them you to start did. paying attention. Do you, th- those guys still go to the games quite a bit? Uh, I've, we never, they never come down to walk around. Um, we've, I've seen James a couple times, and I've known he's been there uh, a couple times. Um, but yeah, they don't, uh, they don't come down. I know Neil Young comes to a lot of our games. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I always knew that uh, you know, some of the Tala guys were, were fans. Have you hung with them at all? Uh, I have not. Really? Uh, oh, the only one that, that uh, is, is kind of a little uh, uh, is uh, Robert Trulio. Yeah. Um, um, I've met him uh, a few times through um, off the drummer from Faith No More. They they, they played together on uh, with Ozzy for for many years. So yep. uh, I've met Robert uh, a handful of times. 
Oh uh, yeah, I'll have to. We'll have to change. We'll have to change that up for sure. Because they they started to go to a lot of games. I back when the Sharks had Victor Kozlov and gosh, this must right. have been the early nineties. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, about ten years ago. I know that James and Lars were at, at almost every game, and I go up there and we'd hang afterwards. But maybe they're not as into it as they used to be. I know. I know James was there. Cause he was there for a, a couple games last year. Well, well he usually he usually comes around more for playoffs. He's yeah, kind of seen a little bit more for playoffs. Uh, I don't know if the schedules are. Don't allow them to come as much, but uh, I think they got they got kids and stuff now. I yeah, that, they got the kids. It's that precludes it a little bit, but I uh, will have to we'll have to get a hang it up there. With yeah, definitely would love. I mean, I'm sure the even though you know most of our, our, our guys are listening to Leon and stuff like that, I'm sure they it's still. I mean, if you, you meet a guy like James, they're, they're gonna you know they're gonna be pretty impressed. I'm sure. We might have to make a deal that that uh, that'll happen, but they're gonna have to play some better music during warm ups, maybe. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. It's 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 tough, man. I, I they they need to start allowing us to bring some earphones out there because I, I I can't. I mean, I, if I'm gonna warm up, I, I don't want to warm up to that crap. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You're out there with your big headphones. I might, I might do it actually. <laughs> I might take one, put a little uh, iPod in my pants, and uh, go out there for a little spin. Yeah, a little public skate, right? Yeah, yeah. So what other what other stuff do you have in your iPod that you've been listening to a lot lately? Uh, I don't know if you guys watch. Well, you probably would know because you probably know everything. But um, I again, Faith No More being my the, the, my my band, I, I just googled like uh, top bands influenced by Faith No More just to try to. And the band that I am totally listening to right now, and you may or may not be discussed with me, I'm not sure, is a band called uh, Dog Fashion Disco. Yeah, have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's who I've been listening to, uh, and the, the, this lead singer's got about three or four bands, and uh, another band called Polka Dot Cadaver, this other band called Knives Out, it's the same lead singer, and uh, so I've been listening to uh, a lot of that actually lately, and uh, Tomahawk, who's one of Mike's other bands, just came out with a new album, so I've been listening to that a little bit. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm listening to right now, and I'm always open to, you know, you know, hear new stuff, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm into right now. A couple of years ago, I got into a little more the, the Gojira and Meshuga and stuff. A couple of years ago, I was into some really heavy, dark stuff, and uh, Lamb of God was another one. And um, I've kind of gotten a little away from it now because <laughs> my ears were bleeding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely always it's in it's in the iPod, so it's there. Yeah, it's kind of leaning more towards getting more melodic. Like, for example, have you heard Ghost yet? Ghost? No. All right, I'm going to have to say, I'll, I'll send you a care package of some of the yeah. new stuff to check out. But Ghost is kind of the next, you know, quote-unquote big thing. Uh, like, everybody's into it from Phil from Phil Anselmo, Headfield's his favorite band. And, really? And, uh, Dave Ghost? Grohl loves them. He played on their new record. and. Yeah. Really? yeah, it's kind of the only way to describe it really is the way I describe it is it's about 70% Blue Oyster Cult and 30% Merciful Fate. Okay. It's interesting, but it's very melodic. I'll, I'll, well, and, I'll say, we'll, yeah, we'll give you a package. Yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah, melodic and a little pop. I'm always, uh, yeah, and the other band, uh, like Deftones, um, the lead singers, uh, he's hooking up with, uh, God, I'm flaking on the name right now, but. Um, He's going to be in that new band called uh, Palms. Yeah, yeah. You heard of this yeah, project? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I've heard about uh, it. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Isis Isis is the name of the uh, the old band. So oh, they were they're kind of more melodic and stuff. But I think uh, yeah, Isis was cool. 
with uh, with Chino uh, might be a pretty cool little uh, little group there. So I'm waiting to hear what uh, what they come out with. With with all the traveling that you do, is is music like the biggest part of it? I know for me, it, sometimes it's hard to hear new stuff or to listen to a lot of music. But I mean, you spend so much time kind of away and alone that is that kind of when you do the majority uh, of your story. Yeah. Yeah, usually. I mean, I'm always, I travel with earphones, um, you know, on the plane or playing cards, but I usually, you know, sometimes I'll have, you know, one of my earphones in listening to some music while I'm playing cards. And, um, you know, obviously before games and stuff, you know, an hour before games, I'm, I'm usually, uh, got the iPod or the iPad on and, um, you know, and then, at, you know, on the road again, just, I just usually Google like whatever, you know, like, uh, Wherever I'm at, like we were just in Chicago, and I'll put like Chicago concerts, and you know, see who's who's playing where, and you know, Google stuff and, and mess around. But yeah, it's usually on the road because at home, like I have two kids now, uh, two little girls that are two and four, and they keep me pretty busy. So um, until they go to bed, there's uh, <laughs> there's not much time, not much time to myself. But yeah, the road is, is usually where I uh, I get to kind of listen to some stuff and mess around a little bit. Cool. Well, thank you. I don't want to take up your whole day, so thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Yeah, no problem. And uh, we'll see you uh, down the road somewhere. Yeah, I'll def. I got to get up there and, and see a game. But and uh, if people want to follow you, there's you're not on Twitter. No, man. I I, I can't. I'm not, I don't. No, man. I don't have any of that stuff. I, <laughs> so I guess, I guess San Jose Sharks com is the place to go to. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be the easiest. There you go. Part, and yeah. we got to get your radio show up in the Bay Area. Yeah, I might. The kids kind of threw a little wrench into that, but, uh, you know, as they get a little older and, uh, you know, they start going to school, I might uh, might have a little more time on my hands. But I definitely, uh, for the two years that I did it, uh, you know, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I don't know, man, it was, a, it was something pretty cool. I didn't do it for the money. I didn't get paid or anything. It was just, uh, it was just uh, you know, about the love of, uh, of music, I guess. Awesome. Well, uh Again, thanks so much for doing this. We appreciate it, talking music and everything. And excellent taste again, sir. So, uh, hey, appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, have, yeah, have we'll a great season. Soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, right. thanks, man.